0: It's time for the Supercoach Professionals Roundtable Podcast. And here's your hosts, Paulie G, Ryan MS, Peter Hanscom, and Andrew Muldog Molinaroli.
1: Yeah, here we are. Pretty much the best day of the year, isn't it? The um, team lists are out. Supercoach only a couple of days away. We've been waiting all off-season for this moment. I am Paulie G. Paul Grisadka with you, of course, back on Tuesday here for the Supercoach Professionals Roundtable podcast. Ryan MS with us as always. How are you, mate? Good, mate. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. I've been spending the whole afternoon analysing all the, the team lists, etc., etc., working out um, minutes and uh, how many minutes everyone's going to play and what that means for the predictor and what scores they're likely to get. So I think we've pretty much uh, got it all down now and we'll hopefully be able to help, help everyone out. Um, with, with what to do this weekend. Uh, Andrew Muldock-Mollineroli with us, of course. How are you, mate?
0: Very good, mate. Time for talk is over. Let's get it on.
1: Let's get it on, indeed. Peter Hanscom <laughs> as well. Pete, how are you, mate?
2: Yeah, uh, really good, thanks. Um, it's finally come round after, uh, after the summer. We're only a few days away from the footy and, and super coach, so it's great. Looking forward to it.
1: And what's your take on it? Um, Pete, looking at those team lists, a lot of what we've had been talking about particularly the last couple of podcasts the last couple of weeks coming to fruition but there's still the odd surprise we only heard you know um yesterday about Tai Moga a guy we liked you know over uh, well this time last year probably you know or a bit before this time last year didn't play at all of course in 2016 moved to the Broncos and he's been named um as a bit of a shock but probably wasn't the only one there was a few few surprises in there I guess.
2: Yeah, absolutely. No, it would be interesting to see how this young guy goes up against the, the premiers down at Shark Park on uh, Thursday night to kick-start the, the competition. Um, yeah, there's a couple of other surprises there. Uh, one that we um, I was looking at with the Raiders particularly, I thought it's interesting, um, the replacement for Jared Croker is actually Elliot Whitehead out there. So, you know, the, the flow-on effect for, for the rest of the Raiders is uh, the rest of the Raiders. Players, super supercatch-wise particularly is it'll be an interesting thing to uh, to keep an eye on
1: yeah
2: um yeah so there's a few others there as well um that we'll i'm sure we'll be talking about later on in the show too
1: and andrew manley you, you pretty much nailed. I, I, I guess going up there and seeing with your own eyes that uh, trial match against the roosters uh really helping out both manley and the roosters you, you've picked the, you've hit the nail on the head
0: yeah, I think they, they they both took in pretty uh, strong teams, so it was pretty obvious. But yeah, the the Brian Kelly, I think, um, bit of a bolter for for me, but he does look look good, so I'd be getting on him pretty early. Ryan, a couple of disappointments,
1: no Calen Ponga, although I guess it's still a chance. Winterstein, you know, probably a bit under fifty-fifty to play, and also um, Moses Suli, the, the Tigers' our team, um, not not getting a run with Rankin uh, instead.
3: Yeah, well, that's right. Um, that's the... I guess it's the blessing and the curse of the of the new team list system. Uh, you know who's in with a shot, but, yeah, you're not going to know until um, 24 hours out from the time. Uh, Would have liked to see a few, few of those guys in there, but you never know. It might, it might well happen. Well, let's go through it. That's a good opportunity to go through the, the team announcements this
1: year. Um, as we know, today at 4 o'clock... Um, the squads of 21 players were named, and and as Ryan alluded to, 24 hours prior to kick-off for every match, that will be whittled down to 19 men. Now that means basically, unless you get special dis- discompensation from the NRL, that's you've got to pick from those guys. So those are totally left-field players, those you know the rookies that get shielded, or the guy coming back from injury, um, and, and and not knowing he was actually going to play, that's done now. We're going to know. Um, from today, basically, what's most likely to happen. And the only um, thing will be, you know, uh, sort of, I guess, analysing, you know, look at the Cowboys, for example, naming three potential wing replacements for Winterstein, who's wearing, you know, the the number five jersey um, for the Cowboys, but still, as we were saying, under 50-50. So um, the whole 24-hour before kickoff, I guess, you know, Wednesday, 8 p.m., that will be the announcement for teams playing at eight pm on Thursday. Same again on Thursday for the ones playing at Friday, um, Friday seven thirty for for ones on Saturday, and then of course the four pm for the Sunday four o'clock. You know, um, I think it's a good move, Andrew. I think it helps us. I think we already, you know, we look, we watch all the games. We can analyze things. We can look at what most likely with the coaches going to do and now you know it just it narrows it narrows it down for us and I think today as we go through the the team shortly I think you'll you'll we'll get a pretty good gauge on on what's happening.
0: Yeah, I mean I mean at the end of the day not too I mean the the kind of announcing of the squad that that's different but not too much of a change. I mean we're only really curious in those every once in a while those bolters that might not get uh a run or they might get a run or who's in who's out so it's it's it is good to see who's available and uh like you said if the coach is playing funny buggers or or just trying to shield some people or or just um easing someone back in after a long stint, yeah it, it is good to um it is good to see the the potentials that could be there but again the speculation is still going to be there so that's what we're here for so you can uh try and wade through all that that uh, mm. speculation
1: know we, we normally save the previews for the last part of the show, but seeing as we've got all the team lists to go through, we might alter it a bit, go through that now and then... Look at sort of our favorites after we 've been through each and every team, and um, we 've also of course got to do our our premiers and wooden spoon as a, a favorite for many years on on the podcast, even um, the pre super days we 've got to do that at the end of the show, and of course your tweets so let 's look at the Sharks be the Broncos now and uh, Jared Beale getting that role at fullback um, with no Valentine Holmes named or although he is twenty number twenty one so I guess on that off chance he 's named fit. Um, he would be able to play at this point um, because he has been put in that 21. So a bit of safety um, there by the coach Flanagan. Um, Edric Lee, the winger. So no Jesse Rahman named anywhere. So that cheapy, you know, out the window. Even though he showed some promise. Um, Jaden Brayley. A lot of people talking about Jaden Brayley right now. He's been named hooker. Um, but Farmoni Brown and in 17, and and even Daniel Warner in 20.
3: Means Ryan that he might be capped at around the forty-minute mark. Yeah, that's right. You'd think that with those two guys sitting in the wings somewhere, that he's not going to get um, anywhere close to a full game, and especially um, being that he is a uh, an out rookie. I don't think he's played a game yet. So, um, yeah, it's it's looking very likely. Um, you know, you're trying to predict the future, but um, all signs point to that.
1: Big raps on him, Pete, and I know that you're you know, you're pretty keen on him. I'm just worried about his defence and, and Funigan is a conservative coach and, and I just wonder if he's gonna you know, with already two fairly small halves in Maloney and Townsend out there, he's gonna wanna have another small man, you know, in the middle
2: defending. It could be an issue, certainly. Um, and they're up against, you know, a pretty pretty decent sized team. Uh, uh, Broncos forward pack there. Like if you notice the naming of Maguire at lock there, but of course that's the third prop these days. So he's going to potentially have Blair, McGraw, Maguire, in, and pack. very able Corbin Sims. Massive pack, yeah. isn't it? Running at him. But if Flanagan thinks he's good enough, I've got faith Flanagan as coach. And, you know, they won the comp last year. They bought Minai Cherrington in the offseason. They were looking at other options overseas, I know. But he's he's got the jump on. For um, on Brown and Mortimer, as you say. So I'll I'll stick with him. I'll see how he goes early on. I think it, it's one of the intriguing points of the, of the round, particularly of that game.
1: Some other hookers available. Pritchard for Parramatta has been named with no um, reserve hooker. We'll get the to Parramatta towards the end of this. They play, of course, on Sunday. But, Andrew, do you look at him or, you know, Danny Levi, even M- Mickelrick, you know, is a decent price, although they probably won't probably won't play, but we never know with the tigers he might get through three games is Braley somewhat of a trap
0: oh i don't think so I think like you guys were saying he's probably not going to well he won't be playing eighty minutes I, I can be pretty confident in saying that but he's a long term prospect they've um you know he's been earmarked he's a you know he's a kid He's he's fresh out of the Toyota cup and or Holden cup sorry um he was the player of the year in the Toyota. Uh, again holding cup uh so he's got potential, so that's that's what my um theory is behind it so he's going he's going to get better throughout the year um with you know he's an absolute bargain basement super coach wise so it gives you an option to you know have someone like a Cameron Smith because um, you're going to have to be paying obviously big dollars for him um so i don't mind the option of of Jade and Braley. And getting a uh, yeah someone like Cameron Smith just to um, help out your hooking.
1: He should get around that thirty to forty mark. Um, my big fear is if your starting hooker gets injured, and then you're left with Braley um, Sort of, where do you go from from there in round two? I mean, I'm sure if he's a long term injury, you trade him out for another hooker, but. Then you've wasted an important trade. But if it's only a week or two out, that's my concern. You know, you know my thing. I like to pay up for two, <laughs> two um, big-time hookers or two hookers that are going to play close to eighty. So I don't know. I think it could be a bit of a trap. I'm probably not going to pick him up. But obviously, if at the end of you know it's getting close to the to the lockout and my team's not balancing because I'm a little bit over the over the salary cap and Brayley gets me under, then he, he might get in there anyway. Uh, the Broncos, well, you know, we've said all season they're going to have a tough... Or all pre-season, they're going to have a tough start to the year. It doesn't get any tougher than the Premiers in their own backyard. Um, Corbin Sims named it prop. I think that's an interesting one. Obviously, Tautai Moga, we mentioned at the top of the show, in the centres with Jordan Kahu on the wing. Kahu kicking goals, but um, Pete, it caps his upside being on the wing probably, um, although outside... James Roberts, it's not the worst player to be outside.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, hopefully Roberts has put his off-field, uh, off-season off-field dramas behind him and yet doesn't, um, his his form is good. And, and Kahu, yeah, as you said, a good, uh, uh, Roberts would be, under normal circumstances, a very good player to be on the outside of. Uh, Kahu's had his injury problems in the past, though, and makes you wonder. To... how how long he's going to last? If he gets some luck and stays injury free, he might be a good value for you. But jeez, he's a little jeez, he's a little bit risky. I think um, myself.
1: Ryan, um, Jairo has won a spot on the bench at seventeenth. Uh, number seventeens are just in there. He is a juicy price, but not getting the start. Are you going to still look at him, or is he pretty much off your radar now?
3: I think he's off my radar now. Um, look, that might change if you know that, you know, once you see uh, what kind of um, role he's going to play uh, after, after this round. But for the moment, I think I just can't really um, afford to play him when you think there's other guys who are going to get more time and with that, more points uh, that are around the same price as him.
1: And, Andrew, you were saying Moga, um, definitely in. Are you not worried about that tough start to the draw?
0: No, I think he's he's shown enough in the limited times he has played and, you know, better judges than me have also said too that he's, you know, the goods. So I think you need to get him in. Um, Two, who we haven't spoken about just off-topic a little bit is Milf. Mm, um, he's quite, he's quite mean, a bit higher than he was this time last year. Yeah, so he's... 440000 or something like that. So it's quite expensive. Um, I'd be steering clear of him for the opening rounds. Um, like we were saying before, with their forwards, they, while they're big, I don't think they bend the line enough for Milf to be effective. So I don't think um, yeah, I'd be steering clear of him for now.
1: Um, let's move on to the Friday night games now. Bulldogs v. The Storm. Um, interesting to see a guy that we had a little eye on, Brad Abbey, named on the reserves list. Um, I guess knowing you know a guys in the thoughts of the coach, whether he's named you know, 18, 19, 20 or 21 uh, in this regard um, is a good sign uh, it's still going to be very hard to have with a lot of cheapies out there actually in the 17 um, Ryan I guess I'll throw it to you, you're probably the biggest Dogs fan of the four of us are, are you looking at you know, the big names like Graham Tolman, Clemmer still, um, is that where you're looking at for Canterbury? Um, it's tough it's tough to know where they're really gonna gonna finish if they're even gonna be a contender. There's already rumors about Hasler and and um you know, maybe being ousted at some point in the year.
3: Yeah, look, um it's a little bit up in the air, but I still think the dogs forwards are where it's at um in terms of super coach uh for them. Uh, guys like Graham they're very consistent you've seen that year after year. Um, just you know pumps out the pumps <laughs> out the super coach points um, does get a lot of minutes. If that is that going to change? Are the bulldogs going to play more attacking? Uh, who knows but I still think that their strength as always for the dogs has always been um, getting you forwards um, doing the job and then the bass can do theirs. So for the moment, um, and for, especially for the early rounds. I, I, I think the forwards are where it's, where to go for the dogs. They looked okay in the trial against the Storm. I also like Lee, Brinko Lee and
1: Kerrid Holland. I'm, I'm not saying necessarily to have them unless it's in a daily league because their price is a little bit high, but I think they'll do better than expected, um, at least score-wise. The Storm, look, a big blow for, for Cameron Munster fans. He's still at 5'8", even though there's no Billy Slater. So it's young Tonama Pia filling in there. In the meantime, Josh car does win, win the wing spot as expected, but Curtis Scott misses out, Chase Blair getting the role in the centres. They're the two back rowers, Felice Kafusi, Kenny Bromwich. With the Harris injury, Andrew, you could pretty much have both those guys.
0: Oh, for sure. And they'll do a job for you. Um, you know what you're going to get with uh, the Melbourne forwards. Um, yeah. Lots of tackles and, and plenty of uh, broken tackles. off. Not too many offloads, but... Um, Cooper Cronk, if you're going to have a forward, you know, have an edge forward running off Cooper Cronk or Cameron Smith, why not, eh? Yeah. And
1: Pete, there's more names there because of course, Jesse Bromwich, the main stay that's often a good super coach option. He might get a few extra minutes. Dale Finucan could get extra minutes and Nelson Osofa-Solomono off the bench could also play, play more game time.
2: Absolutely. Well, as we've seen, Bromwich, as you said, has been a... Cornerstone of Melbourne and a good Super Coach prop the last few years. Generally regarded as one of the best props in the game, and Dale Finucan um, is playing this. he's, he's more a underrated. traditional sort of.
3: Yeah,
2: he is extremely underrated and and is not a is more a traditional lock rather than the big sort of. Is very very mobile and and you know usually plays full eighty or very close to. So you know keep an eye for him on your on your Super Coach as well for sure. Uh, we have spoken. Before about uh, Nelson Asofa solomona and yeah, he was a, a very big unit, and I'll be interested to see how much game time he gets. And as I said with the with the injuries we mentioned, it's he, uh, he should get some more game time. I'll be interested to see how many points he got. He get <laughs> sorry, he gets. Um, he might be one to put on your on your watch list, certainly at least early on.
1: Raboafv the Tigers, the second Friday night game, of course, two Friday night games this year, but it separate time slots, so back-to-back for your TV viewing if you own Fox. Um, for Souths, it was CSC for Talakai getting the nod, so Bryson Goodwin moving over to the wing. No Braden Burns, unfortunately. Look, both Talakai and Burns were very, very cheap options. Um, Talakai averaging 30 in his three games last year. Admittedly, he didn't play the full 80 minutes. Um, they were averaged 80 minutes, so something to consider. Um, Cody Walker's going to have to do it without Adam Reynolds early. Luke Kelly getting the night ahead of putting, you know, Farrah or Damien Cook to halfback and, and, and Zane Musgrove, Ryan getting the start. I mean, we like a look of him, you know, young bloke, big and strong. Now that he's getting the start, you could probably guarantee close to 40 minutes and should make you some dough.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he's a real good pick. Uh, Decent price, as you said, um, and yeah, now he's going to get the time. Um, that's, well, if you've got him, hopefully he's going to produce the quality for you as well. Interesting on the bench because the guys that we liked, like Angus Crichton,
1: named 18th man, we mentioned Burns before 19th. George Burgess, surprisingly enough, 20th. The one guy that did sneak in there we didn't see much of in the trials was Robbie Rocco, so he is going to get a, get a go, and we know super coach-wise when he can stay healthy, he's a very um, consistent scorer. Um, I guess some of those bigger names... Without Adam Reynolds, it's worth asking, Andrew, without Adam Reynolds, um, are you still trusting these guys that we talked about last week, like Robbie Farah, like Sam Burgess?
0: Well, you're still trusting Burgess, yeah. He's, I mean, one of the go-to guys, but I think Farah needs to take on more now. I mean, that go stands to reason. He'll be he'll be doing probably more kicking now, a bit more, um, you know, having people... He'll probably even play some more minutes, you know, maybe moving back into lock or something oh, like that. I so think I, you'll see them on I, the field at the
1: same time, Cook and Farrah. whether Kelly goes I off did, or, like you say, whether it becomes a lock situation.
0: Yeah, so I... Because you know that is going to tackle all day and, and Cook's pretty dynamic out of out of um, dummy half, so I, I can see them doing that. But, um, yeah, I, I really like... Um, not really like... Sorry, that's a strong word, but, yeah, is still a very good option. I think, um, like I said, he's going back to more his natural game now, so it... Um, yeah, I think it makes sense. I, he still might be a little bit too pricey, but um, he was a super coach gun a couple of years ago when he was, you know, at his best.
1: Let's take a look at the Tigers team now. And I think we mentioned earlier, no, Moses Souley's twenty he's uh, named him number 21. So there's still an outside chance he gets a go, but probably only if there's an injury. Jamal Idris is named, but we expected that. Um, as also expected Suasa Su to play on the edge, which allows Josh Alawai to play in the um, middle third when he comes on the field. Of course, he's wearing 15. I think Alawai is going to get an uptick in points per minute this year, uh, 170-odd thousand. I think he could rise. And Matt Mikkelrich, um Pete, getting the, the nod with um, Ballin coming through reserve grade and, and Jacob Little not fit yet. And also, no one on the bench, unless maybe we see Joel Edwards sneaking into dummy half.
2: That's an interesting one, isn't it? Uh, with with uh, Mickelrick, uh, with that because you know we had uh, had them by Matt Ballon last year, and they they previously had uh, Cherrington waiting on the, the wings, and they got big wraps in Target and young Jacob Little, but unfortunately they're both out. So Mickelrick sort of bit there by himself. Um, so yeah, if he gets the the full eighty, he could be you know a reasonable buy there with Super Coach. I guess um, it could be, though, it could be a potential trap because we hear that Ballon is playing. And i tell you what, if, if Ballon gets back to some of the form he displayed at Manly or even last year at the Tigers, he only played a couple of games before injury. Um, the Tigers just look so much better with Ballon at nine, I thought, last year. Um, so, you know, maybe McIlwain might only be there for a couple of games doing the 80. I think that Ballon, when he um, gets fit, I think he'll have the spot back permanently. I was thinking maybe the other option, is it possible they could play um, Elijah Taylor a little bit at dummy half during this game? as well. so I think he's played a little bit there before. Yeah, that's um, a good point. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a good point because, um, you know, Edwards or Cheekham could come on Taylor's role and Taylor could jump into dummy half. We've seen Jordan Rankin go into dummy half, but whether Cheekham would go into the back line. So there's a lot of things that could happen there. For the Tigers, um I know we talked about it a bit last week, Ryan, but James Tedesco,
3: are you going to have him in your lineup? Um, yeah, I am. He's expensive, but uh, going on last season, he produces a lot of points, and to be honest, if the Tigers are going to score points, a lot of it's coming from him either help, either scoring it or um, assisting the scoring of it. Uh, yeah, I can't see the Tigers doing much without him.
1: All right, let's move on to the Dragons and Panthers there on Saturday afternoon. Um, Josh McCrone, we kind of thought this would happen, named at halfback. Although, interestingly enough, um, Jay Fields on the bench. So it's 17th. So probably Cameron McGuinness doesn't play 80 and McCrone moves into dummy half at some point. I think that's an interesting one. for Some people out there have been pretty keen on McGuinness. Probably is a bit underrated, but if he's not going to play 80, that's even if he... Even if he plays 65 minutes, it probably hurts you just enough to not pick him up. Um, Ewan Aikens, one of the best supercoach centres in the game. Unfortunately, playing for a team that looks inept in scoring, uh, it's going to make it hard. But some of those forwards, Andrew, um, the likes of um, Paul Vaughan, who's starting, Jack DeBellin, who always looks like a, a stud player, and even uh, Russell Packer, you know, you,
0: they're still at least giving you something there. Yeah, mate, they've got a great uh, forward pack I mean Frizzell. I mean he, he's he's someone who you can, you know, put in your lineup and, and you know, he's so good. He's so such a good strong runner of the board ball. Um yeah, he's always gonna accumulate some sort of points. Um to Bellin look good in in a beaten team in the um charity shield. Uh, and like you said, he's always he's always up for it and he's always, you know, like like I said, with, with Frizzle, he's always accumulating points. Um, you know, getting those base points, um, which is you know vital for those forwards. Um, yeah, interested to see Vaughan. He was almost a, a, a keeper, almost a stud a couple of years ago. And yeah, he, he just was on the perch, wasn't he? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah and he's fallen off. Yeah, and um, yeah, so I, I think he's a great buy for the Dragons. Um, I was actually disappointed that Manly didn't go after him pretty hard, but um. Yeah, he should, be, he should be good. So, yeah, I'm keeping an eye on Vaughan, But, um, yeah, I think I'll be leaving the, the backs alone for, for the Dragons. Yeah, they don't they won't look too... Um, like they're going to be scoring too many points. So, I think it's the same, same, same deal as last year. So, um, yeah, stuck up on the forwards and maybe leave the backs alone.
1: Is there any chance for Jay Field, Pete? Um, I mean, he has been named in the 17, although that could also change.
2: It could um I'm glad at least that McGregor's at least gone half and put him on the bench it's um you know he didn't set the world on fire in the second half of the of the charity shield but you know it's always a difficult situation as we know there's big raps on the kid, so let's see let's see how he goes i'd I'd love to see him get the start personally but tell you what if, if things don't don't work the backs don't fire soon I think field will be be in there very, very quickly, and so then he, he might be a very very worthwhile option on half-back. A cheap he's half-back. Still,
1: yeah, he's still, because he's so much cheaper, I mean, if you have to, you could sneak him, you know, uh, get him in there, certainly, um, because he's going to do something for you, even though maybe it will take a few extra rounds. Penrith, well, we love Penrith. Um, Dean farey we were hoping he'd get the run on the wing, and he has no. Watini Zalesniak makes it safe there. For how long, I guess, is the question mark? Um, we do want to see him get three games at least to get a bump, but we think the way that Penrith can put up points, he should get some at least one or two decent scores in there. Um, right, I know you're you're a fan of the Panthers players. How many of them are you going to have in there? Are you going with? I know you, you talked about Farai before, but are you looking at guys like Merrin as well and Cleary and you know Cartwright? Um,
3: looking at Cleary, looking at Martin.
1: Yeah, should mention um, to Martin I, getting the five-eighth and and Cartwright in the back row with James Fisher-Harris on the bench.
3: Yeah, um, I haven't gone any of the Panther forwards just yet. Um, finding it difficult to fit him in, to be honest. In um, you know trying to spread the spread the talent across my t- across my team. Um, but I dare say that come uh, a few rounds in, that they'll definitely be looked at. Think that's a possibility. Also interesting to note, Peter Wallace mm. um, seems to be the only nine that's in there. Right. I know Mitch Rain is named in number twenty, but it doesn't, it doesn't look good for Mitch Rain, as in him getting some game time just yet. I know some people are on Team
1: Tim Brown as a cheap. He never really stood out um, when he was with the Bulldogs. Um, he has been named on the bench, and so has Moses Leodo I prefer Lioto. He looks really quite the you know he's quite a big specimen um, a lot to like about him charges on the line hard got a bit of ball play about him I think if you're going to take a chance on a penrith bench player take it on leota um, and yeah Mitch rain named as number 20 so it looks like the job is Wallace's and there's going to be four big boppers on the Penrith bench uh, Cowboys Raiders we love North Queens and yes ponga has been left out for now but there's still hope. I guess we're going to be looking, Andrew, really at that one day before when they get whittled down to 19, because you've got Bowen Ponga and Moes Bigella there. Although Mose Bigella' is the least likely, um, we'll be really looking at that one because that's the the biggest news. All the other big names are there: Cohen, Hess, Patrick, Cavusi, John Asiata. Guys, we all like off the bench. Sam Hoare, 18th man, so he's a bit he's a bit below in that pecking order, but. Andrew, there's there's some thoughts there. There's going to be a few cowboys probably
0: in most people's lineups. Oh yeah, same old thing. That their, the team hasn't changed too much from the grand final two years ago or 2015. Sorry. So um, yeah, I, I I don't think Winterstein's going to play, and and you don't think that Mosby Geller and Bowen are going to get ahead. Before Ponga, do you? But I mean, Bowen's probably the incumbent. That's probably the danger there. But Ponga's yeah, outplayed. Yeah, you're probably pre-season. right there. But I mean, Ponga's got he's such a talent. Um, and and he he don't, the, I don't see Green holding him back any longer. I think he's got to, he's got to play him. And, but the the trap there is, I mean, Winterstein could be right next week, and then he'll get, get slot straight back in. So
1: you're holding. Ponga, it's a little but, bit. But one injury to that back
0: line, and you think he's right back there. That's right, yeah, I mean, and that's anywhere, it could be Thurston or, or Morgan if they go down as well, Ponga slots straight back in. He could go full um, back and Coote could go 5-8. Exactly, so anywhere in the back line, um, yeah, Ponga sl- slots in, but again it's a, a little bit of a trap, I'm I'm a bit tentative on, on him at the moment just because of those um, very reasons, so um, yeah, it's the usual suspects though with, with um, with the Cowboys, Thurston, Morgan, you know what you're going to get. Cooper and Lowe, you know, they're running off Thurston and Morgan. They're going to be I like score points. Yeah, so, minutes. yeah,
1: usual suspects. And the Raiders, um, well, we've got a few surprises, as we said at the start of the show. Elliot Whitehead in the centres. Nick Kotrick does get on the wing. A Clay Priest at prop and Luke Bateman at lock. Two hard-working guys that, I guess, Ricky Stewart, you know, they just continue to impress him, and I love Clay Priest at 156. I think he's a must-have in the lineup. Um, Peter, are you looking at any other guys here, or well, the Raiders are a bit of a, a stay away from because of some of the off, you know, the, some of the issues they've had, particularly with their captain going down injured, Jared Croker.
2: Yeah, captain going down injured, and two of their uh, first graders um, being shopped to other clubs. Namely, uh, Edric Lee and Sean Fancum, uh, quite late in the off-season i.e. last week. Um, they've also got, as we mentioned in one of our earlier pre-season shows, they've got a, a pretty tough draw early on, mm. and it doesn't get much tougher than uh, the Cowboys in in North Queensland. Coupled with the fact that, um, and yes, I know it was only a trial, and yes, a lot of these players weren't playing, but a few of them were when they got beaten 44-0 by Newcastle. So, yeah, there's some real Quality players there. We've spoken about um, like White and, as we mentioned earlier, uh, these guys. Um, you know, uh, Priest is a very good young player, He's a solid hitter, and it's good to see him getting the start. but Parley is, you know, is, is turning into a, a really top-notch forward in the game.
1: Should mention Joseph Tarpany as well, coming off the bench, not quite getting the start there as maybe we thought he would, but still, he should get you know 40 minutes.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Young bike came down from, um, Newcastle last year. Good signing. And yeah, he played well last year and, and he's only going to get better. He usually comes on and, as you said, gets about the 40 minute mark, uh, gets about 40 minutes, I should say. But yeah, this, this early on, I think I'd be a little cautious with the Raiders. Uh, just keep them, keep an eye on when Croker's back from him, from his injury and, um, and then go from there. And I think they, they rely a lot on their, their captain.
1: Titans v. the Roosters, the late game um, there on, on Saturday night, 9pm. I guess it's 8pm um, Queensland time. Jared Haynes been named at fullback under an injury cloud. Dan Sargentson, the Englishman in the centres with Conrad Hurrell um, and Zilman on the wings. So we don't see some of those younger guys like Nathan Davis or John, or, or John Olive's injured, but Nathan Davis doesn't get a start there. Um, looking at Kane LG, I think... In the halves, I do think he's great value there, although I think Gold Coast may have a pretty tough time of it ryan um Carl Lawton on the bench joe greenwood also the the late you know preseason swap with Zeb tay Greenwood coming from England um I know a lot of guys like Jared wallace but i'm not I'm not sure if he's going to get that many more minutes than he got at brisbane uh It's tough to tell this one.
3: Yeah look they've got a, they've got some problems at the moment um injury wise um they've named most of those injury problems however so you just never know what's going to happen there but um yeah look they're a tough team to pick and they were a tough team to pick last season as well uh but they proved everyone wrong really with a with a season that was well above everyone's expectations um both you know in the competition proper and uh, they had some really decent super coach um, score as, as well. Uh, yeah, it's real tough. Uh, as you said, LG is a good pick. Ash Taylor, he, I'm sure he wouldn't let you down, but I'm not sure how his output's going to be. Um, with LG now in the five-eight role, uh, you have Ryan James, of course, uh, but he is mega expensive this season. Uh, and they don't really have... Um, it's... Yeah... That, that bench that they had last season, which was unheralded. Being tested, isn't it? Tested with all these injuries. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We'll so see. we'll see what happens. Our favourite bench
1: of 2016 is just decimated for 2017. Look, Parsi was named on the bench, but we're not sure he's going to play. I like the idea of some of these guys named on their extended bench, like Patrika Vai, Vai <laughs> Matt uh, Max King, who he's he's a guy we loved on the 9s and he's already you know named in the 21 so I love that look I don't mind having a front rower on my bench that might sit there for a few weeks but he's 122,000 so he may end up making my 25 as sort of a long term project um, Morgan Boyle Torrent uh Robert's Davis as well so some interesting uh, ones on the bench and I should should mention Levi Pulu as well getting the the start at 13 um, might be worth at least a look, but worried about this because the Roosters looking so good coming into the start of the year. Um, they could end up putting a number on Gold Coast. You've got guys like Latrell Mitchell playing in the centres, but looking really good there. Blake Ferguson will be the other centre. Um, Mitch Orbison gets the second row spot. I think that's going to be good value because he can play there and wing in your Super Coach lineup. bit disappointing, Isaac Louie and Connor Watson are on the bench, but at least they're there somewhere. And Andrew loved Jared Warrior Hargrove's a prop, um, probably as much as anyone in this in the Roosters
0: team. Yeah, he'd be j- chomping at the bit to uh, play. He, he had a bit of time off last year, didn't he? So he's he's looking prime. He, I did see him in Gosford, and yeah, he's he's back to his um he's looking yeah back to his fit self. He's looking good. He's he's looking angry, and that's what you want him. To, <laughs> that's how you want him to. That's he's that's only how you want him to play. something he's, um, thousand. He's great value. Yeah, yeah, um, Michael Gordon's a good option, kicking goals. So that's, that's um, I mean, he, he's never going to let you down, is he? And, yeah, as, as mentioned before, Mitchell's looking sharp in the centres. Um, I think, yeah, he's, he's, he's worth due for, yeah. I mean, he did have a breakout season last year, but I think he's even going to go to a, a different level this year. Yeah, um, we still wanted more and we might get it this year. That's right. And, you know, I, I don't, I, as a point of difference, I mean, He's a gun. And I don't think everyone's going to have him. This Boyd Cordner. He's pretty underrated, super Love coach-wise. Him. But he he does, yeah. He scores points and he plays a lot of minutes. He scores tries. He Captain. Does all the tough stuff. Breaks tackles. Makes line breaks. I think yeah, he's like I said, a good point of difference. And he's, I mean, a bit expensive. But like what like we've said before, we need to you need he's to get some stud. big he's name players stud in, day. don't you?
1: He's a very good stud, Dane. $466,000, you will save a little bit of money on some of those even higher price guys anyway. That's right. I think he'll do just as well. We've seen his average scores when he was fit and healthy late last year. Outstanding. Uh, Warriors and the, the Knights.
0: Yes, he's, so he's got a bit more responsibility on his shoulders. That's right.
1: Can only mean good things, surely. Uh, Warriors v. the Knights. And Pete, you're going to get the. <laughs> The, team, the enigma that is the Warriors. Two of us are Shek, I think, so must own. Uh, speaking of captains there at fullback, named captain this year, of course. Sean Johnson in at halfback. Isaac Luke at Hooker and Simon Mannering locking the scrum um, should all be considered as well. Some of the interesting ones, Ken Momalo winning the wing spot. Albert Vetty and Charlie Gubb getting the props at, at spots as we thought they might after that trial against the Titans. Buntia Afoa in the second row with Bodine Thompson number 18, and a couple of real roughies on the bench. Aaron Clark, who's um, a halfback. We're not sure if he's going to go in for Hingano or if he'll play a bit of hooker. And Isaiah Papali, look, really um, really liked what we saw from him in that trial game when those few minutes he played. He could be another cheapie worth having. Pete, there's a lot of guys here to like from the Warriors.
2: Absolutely. I was... I was sort of wondering about the Warriors this year, as you do at every time at the beginning of each year as to whether it's going to be a great year for them or an awful year. And you Now, it's usually an awful one, but I, I, I like the selections that um, the, the coaches made here. This Charlie Gubb was, was highly rated, and he seemed to be a bit on the outer, but he, he's got a starting spot there at, uh, at prop. I like the fact of um, Lola here on the wing as well, and, and Fusatour out in the centres. This is... They're very big on the outside there uh, with Lola here. Um, interesting that um, uh, Batavai is out injured at the moment, so Momolo's still is uh, still quite a cheap player there. Um, he's got the advantage of being a winger in a, in a side, playing outside the, the brilliant halfback, Sean Johnson. So it could be good value there as well. He had some um, big line
1: busts in that trial as well, Momolo, just hitting the ball up and going mm-hmm.
2: straight through the Titans. And, uh, you've also got, of course, um, Simon Mannering, who, you know, might have gone off the ball a little bit last year, but I would expect him, you know, 100% fit. He's got, he doesn't have to worry about the captains anymore. A bit like Hoffman as well, actually. He doesn't have to worry about it either. It's been with, uh, a And I'd expect the performance and the points to improve from both of those guys, both Hoffman and Mannering.
1: Yeah, and what a difference a few weeks makes for the Knights, Ryan. Guys like Dillian Pithian named it at fullback, although it might be hard to sneak into your lineup. Um, but Brock Lamb at 5'8", Danny at Hooker, um, Sione Matardia in the back row, um, all named in the same lineup. And then the two big cheapies, Luke Yates and Sam Stone, I mean, they've been named. And one thing I should mention with Levi, I know backup Hooker on the bench, so a
3: lot to like here. Yeah, that's right. You'd think that... Um... <laughs> In uh, yeah, compared to last year, where it was just a big stay away, and even in the preseason we were thinking a big stay away, but now it looks like you know you'll get some uh, balance out of the team um, and possibly some good points. Uh, I think you know, I mentioned Pythian. Uh, I think he's a dual position player yeah. as well. Hooker like he's a cheapie. Um, I think it's fullback and hooker or something. Mm, it is. Uh, yeah. Quite a strange um, double there. Uh, look, you've got your big, go- your big guys from Newcastle in Mitch Barnett and uh, they're new buy Jamie Bure. Um, probably get some points out of them, but, geez, they're, they're pretty costly for that uh, for that possible return um, in a team that you just don't know what's going what they're going to do.
1: The Warriors, they should be able to put up some points against Supercoach-wise at least, and then they've got the Titans who are in a bit of disarray with those injuries next week. So things... Things change fast, and suddenly these Newcastle players don't look so bad. Um, I particularly like their hooker and, and their five eight. Uh, the Seagulls v the Eels, the final game, and, and I don't know if we need to go through their lineup, Andrew, because you, you read it out last week. <laughs> um, Brian Kelly getting the nod in the centres there, ahead of the, the two rights, um, and Frank Winterstein, Curtis Sirinan will be the back rowers with Martin Topow up front. Guys like Adam Fanua, Blake. Um, on the bench, Lloyd Perrett as well. Um, there's quite a few guys that we've talked about already. I don't know if we need to rehash it, Andrew, but those cheapies like Kelly and, and the value guys like Uate, definitely worth
0: having, and maybe Tom Taborovich as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we've said it all before, haven't we? I mean, Tom Taborovich, he's going to score some points. Kelly and, and Awate good value. I think Winterstein and Siren again, good value. Um, Adam Finol Blake, uh, we, we, we kind of targeted him last year, didn't we? At the end of the year, he started mm. really um, be worth stepping watching, up. Man. Yeah, so I think maybe keeping an mm. eye on him. I think he might beat out uh, Brenton Lawrence to the starting prop uh, midway through the year. Just the way he plays, the way he goes about his business, I think um, his his minutes will only increase. Yeah,
1: it'd be interesting to see how it goes because Siren and, and Winterstein might not play the full eighty. Um, whereas jaborovich Jake Jaborovich might I, I don't mind. Again, we you know we've talked about Mannering and Courtner and and Jake Jaborovich is another stud that's not quite the highest price, but he could do just as well at that when it, when it all said and done at the end of the year as those Paul Gallons, Andrew Fafitas, Sam Burgesses. Oh, Parramatta, um, look, bit of bit of a a change I guess. We're looking a few weeks ago at at them. Um, Probably some of the guys we're hoping get named uh, were named didn't. Bevan French is at fullback, probably a trap. He's quite small for there, he, and a lot of those big supercoach points he doesn't get because he's you know he, he doesn't have the big hit ups and the and the line breaks through busting tackles necessarily. It's more from his speed. Um, Josh Hoffman winning the wing wing spot um, overpriced uh, for what we'd be looking for. Sui Matangi did get the prop position. That's a good one. And, and um, Kaiser Pritchard, or Casey Pritchard, the only hooker named in that is first 17, although Jamal Fogarty and Cameron King named as 18th and 19th man. So that could adjust. But um, I guess, Pete, that's what you're weighing up, Braley, or maybe Casey Pritchard.
2: It is a tricky one, isn't it, with these players that... Um... That uh, yeah, said so don't have the reserve on the bench or well, not an obvious one anyway. Um, it it is it is a tricky one. I think really it comes out about a, about a fifty fifty. Although as as you mentioned earlier in the show, I'm a bit of a fan of the young the young guy from Cronulla personally over Pritchard. I will be interested to see how many minutes Pritchard gets, but I I don't know. I just there must be someone there on the bench. I think that's going to take some some minutes from him or maybe. Maybe um, uh, perhaps Moreau, I don't know, an outside might play a bit of dummy half. The um, the position is becoming less and less specialised as, as we've discussed. I, I just don't think, I don't see Pritchard getting the full 80 at all.
1: Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what they do because those are pretty big boppers Brown, Alvaro, O'Brien, and Pritchard on the bench. I'm not
0: sure where yeah, they going Yeah, someone's go. got to come in. I, yeah, I'm, I'm with Pete. I don't see or Pritchard King. playing AD. Probably Fogarty or King. Cameron.
2: Cameron King is a very good young player. He's had a lot of injuries, but he's a very good young player.
1: David Gower named it 20. I guess he could fill in in a pinch as well, dummy half. Um, so they could be, they could be we could see a change there. So that makes it tough to know. Look, this is the Supercoach Professionals Roundtable podcast. You find us each and every week, Tuesday nights from now on, all, all the way through the season. Um, find us on the website, www.supercoachpros.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Pros, We've got a bunch of tweets to get through now. Um, first one, at Daily Messenger. I have a question. Um, is Robbie Farrell worth playing for the first four or five rounds if Cook is named at seven? I guess we know that hasn't happened, um, which puts a bit of a downer on, on the question. Is there any upside to this strategy? Hoping Smith may drop 40K over six rounds. Robbie may increase 40. Um, true that, you know, it may not... That Cook may not end up playing seven. So I guess a little bit redundant, um, Ryan. That question, but you know, I know Andrew likes Robbie Farrow. Do you still think he's worth worth having in the lineup,
3: regardless? Um, look, I, I think he'll play more minutes than he won't play. If that makes any sense at all, um, he look. Everyone knows what Robbie Farah brings to the table. Uh, if he's really on, then his attacking stats uh, do go up. Uh, but if he's just having you know, a solid game, then his, his tackling generally just gives you a, a pretty consistent base. Um, the price is a little bit of, a, of course, a worry. And also, if he isn't going to play the 80 minutes, how much is it going to be? Is it going to be 60 or is it going to be less? And if it's less, then you've got some big problems.
1: Rodney Gibson asks: uh, Any upside to Cassiano, Andrew? I, I don't really see it. No, the Bulldogs look like they could be in a world of hurt this year.
0: No, I think he's. To be fair, I think he's lost a bit too much weight. I, I don't think he would be <laughs> as effective as he as he has been. Um, you know, his his upside was that he was hard to tackle, and um, now he doesn't look as hard to tackle. So, I mean, that's I mean that's as honest as I can be. I think yeah, that's, he's still got yeah, the
1: creativity. Um, you know, he might set up a try, so that's 12 points, maybe a line break assist, that's eight, but he's not on the field long enough.
0: No, no, yeah. No. Well, or that might be, that might be his, um, you know, he might be playing more minutes now just because, you know, he's, he's trimmed down a little bit, but like I said, I don't, I don't see an upside. 248,000, um, he's got to play quite a few more minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: I don't see it yet, but look, you can always pop him on your watch list and, and have a look at those first couple of rounds. Um, at, at Benj asks, Hayden Holmes, in doubt for round one, is keeping him in the 25 to save trading them a possibility, um, possibly to round two, worth it? I think, generally speaking, um, you don't have to have every. your whole 25 playing in round one. The problem is, obviously, the, the, price, the price is there. Um, Hayne has been named. At least Holmes hasn't. Pete, um, I'm leaning towards Hayne over Holmes. Have you got a, an opinion?
2: Yeah, I think so. I I agree with you. I, well Hain is is selected. Holmes is not going to be there. So you one up for the first week straight off. And yeah, I'll be, be keeping Hain. Yeah, absolutely. And Hayne, is you know as we've seen before. He can you know he's, he's not as consistent as Holmes, I, I suppose, but. Um, he could really come back and bite you with some really monster scores which yeah, and, could be and, the difference between you winning and not
1: down. Holmes was a very up and down last year anyway and look we don't know if Beale's going to play fullback he's been named in round one at fullback he might stay there Flanagan he's you know, notorious for being very conservative he might prefer to have the safe um, the Jerry Beal there rather than the exciting Valentine Holmes um, at Stephen Ristidski ask out of Gubb and Vete any idea who will get more minutes well I know that um, Vete had about just under 35 per game last year, whereas Gubb was just over 30. So, look, they're both starting. We're probably estimating they'll both get 35 minutes because it's quite a strong bench. Um, they'll probably rotate it pretty consistently, I would assume, there. Um, Vetti, you know, is a big guy, but then Gub, he's a hard worker, and, you know, he does impress, so that's going to that's be very, very tight. And finally, Grant Harlow, at Supercoach Bros, hey boys, who gets the extra minutes in the Storm Pack? Is Finucane a Smokey to play 80? Ryan, someone's probably got to play 80 there. Um, especially with Brodie Croft named on the bench. That's an interesting one. It's, it's pretty much impossible to rotate um, the other five
3: forwards. Um, yeah, exactly. Now, here's where it gets interesting. Now that Brodie been named in 17, does that mean that it's a possibility that um, Munster is going to play fullback.
1: At some point in the game, or are you saying that maybe
3: Croft ends up playing 5-8? He ends up starting? I'm saying maybe he ends up playing 5-8. Mm. Um, not going to say it's going to happen, but he's there for a reason. You've
1: also, um, also got Riley Jacks if it's... named as number 20, so, I mean, he could come in to the
3: side. Or him yeah. appear played 17 a bit last year, so he could... They could just swap If on. we're looking at um, at it straight out um, on face value, then, yeah, someone who will have to play 80 because it doesn't look like they've got enough to cover that. Um, and Brady Croft is not big enough to even fill in um, at lock, for example. Yeah, he's not going to be Ben Hampton uh, last year. No. Coming in No, absolutely not. Third. So it's... Um, why, why not? Why not, Dale?
1: I, uh, look, we saw it late last year. Jesse Bromwich went off, for Nukin stayed on, he played the whole first half. This happened pretty consistently the last few weeks of the regular season and into the finals. So it could happen again. Um, I like both him and Jesse Bromwich to get extra minutes, maybe not 80, but definitely extra minutes um, this year. That's all the tweets. I hope we've had to get through a lot in this show, guys. I hope we've covered everything. There's probably still stuff, but you have... Feel free to tweet us at Super Pros. We'll try to answer everything leading up to lockout on Thursday for you. In the meantime, just before we finish off, um, I guess we'll start with you, Pete. Who you got for your, your premiers, your runners-up, and your wooden
2: spoon? Um, for me, I think the premiers are pretty clear. I think it's Melbourne Storm. Um, they've uh, previous years when they've lost a premiership uh, that lost the grand final, they've come back and won the next year. Not only that, they were within only a few minutes to win that grand final last year um, and without their, one of their best players in Billy Slater. So, for me, they'll win the grand final. They'll be playing North Queensland. And I hate to say, it, uh, for Brownie's sake, but I think Newcastle are really, really going to improve this year and I think the competition is going to be very close, particularly down the bottom and the middle. But I think Newcastle are going to finish last again, but probably only by a couple of points and maybe even on for and against.
0: What about you, Andrew? What's going to happen there with winners and losers? Um, Yeah, so I really like Canberra this year. I think they've got the depth, and I think, you know, this is their year. Um, I think, uh, yeah, Ricky will have them humming. I think this is their their window. I think if next year – I don't think they'll be able to win it next year if they don't win it this year. I think the way Ricky Stewart coaches, I think he might just – you know, get to people a little bit. So I think, yeah, this is their year. I, I, I cannot decide who, the, who they're going to play in the grand final. Um, yeah, it's pretty, pretty tight for me. I think maybe the Cowboys mm. in the grand final. And, um, yeah, with the, with the wooden spoon, I can't go past Newcastle again, unfortunately. I mean, St George will probably give them a good run. But, yeah, I think, I think um, Newcastle just, yeah, that, they've improved, but not enough to, to, be, um, to come off the bottom.
1: Ryan, uh, what do you make of it, winners and uh, the old
3: wooden spooners? Um, Well, I've got uh, Panthers for Premiers, um, and they'll play Melbourne Storm. Um, uh, For the wooden spoon, I'm going to say the Knights, but I think it's going to be a three-way battle between them, the Dragons, and the Tigers. Yeah,
1: I I think both the Knights and Tigers are going to struggle this year, although I don't think either of them come last. I just think the Bulldogs and Titans will struggle even a bit more but I'll start with the winners. I do think that the Storm v. the Cowboys I kind of agree with Pete that the Storm will probably get over the line. it would be very close. Look, the Panthers are the Smoky but I would not be shocked if they also won it or at least got there and I think the Eels and Roosters are going to be the big improvers. I think they can both be top four finishers but they're probably still a year away from winning the title or having a chance to go for it. And the dragons. I'm sorry, Peter. My um, team just by the by, by one one less win than the Bulldogs and the Titans to get the wooden spoon. Uh, but look, if they change coach, Pete, Ivan Cleary's there. He's waiting. Maybe they'll get a couple of extra Ws and get off the bottom. That is it for a jam-packed edition of the SuperCoach Professionals Roundtable podcast. Pete, thank you so much uh, for this week and we'll be talking to you over the weekend no doubt, first week of
2: footy back Yeah, Always a pleasure it'll be interesting to see you, the winners and losers are from the first round
1: And Andrew, thank you very much as well um, we'll be talking to you on the
0: weekend no doubt Ah uh, yeah mate looking forward to it um, getting down to Brookie and um, sorry Lotto land and then um, <laughs> <laughs> and cheer on the boys it should be a yeah, good weekend
1: Ryan, thank you as well. Right, right, we'll uh, talk to you again next week, of course.
3: Yeah, no worries, mate.
1: Uh, let's uh, see, see what this weekend brings. And I am Paul Grissett, Kapuli G. Thanks again for listening. Remember, download the podcast on iTunes or at the website, www.supercoachpros.com. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. We're going for 500. Will we get there before kickoff tomorrow night? I'm not sure, but we're getting pretty close. We'd love to do it by at least the end of the weekend. But for now, that's everything, and we'll talk to you next Tuesday for the Supercoach Professionals Roundtable Podcast. Bye for now.